Hi everyone, I'm here with Christine Elliott and I'm so excited to be doing this um, session, podcast, whatever we want to call it, um, because I'm excited to announce that Christine will be coming on board with Shift Into It as a coach. So um, Christine and I have known each other for a very long time, which is a bit of an understatement. Um, so yeah, very exciting. Christine, I guess I'll just pass the microphone to you. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about, well, let's start with like your journey to coaching. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me, Sarah. Um, <laughs> it has been an absolute honor and a privilege. I'm so excited to get started with Shift. Um, and so my story of um, what got me into coaching, it actually begins way, way before coaching was cool. Um, I was so interested in helping people. I wanted to be become a psychologist, social worker, something along those lines when I was younger. And I just didn't feel enough. I didn't feel smart enough. I didn't feel uh, valuable enough. I didn't feel I knew enough. And so those things just fell to the wayside. You know, I wanted to go to school for social work and I didn't do it. Uh, then I wanted to go to into coaching and I, I didn't do it. And all of these things just kind of passed me by. I was doing versions of the, the mm -hmm. dream that I had. Um, this pull that I had that was certainly from above um, to do something that where I was truly helping people and making a big difference. And so what ended up happening was I was diagnosed with cancer in um, 2020. And that really, really shaped the person that I am today and gave me this feeling of who am I to not be enough to share this gift. And, uh, and so that's really where it all started. Okay. Okay. So I guess, how do you combine those two things together? Like your story, your journey, your journey through cancer and the coaching, like how do those two things, um, come together? Of course. So I was already doing as I said, a little bit of a version of coaching. And it was mm. kind of this idea of um, goal setting and moving forward. But what has what has really shape shifted over time is I've really married my experiences with adversity mm. and this difficulty that I went through into helping people to get past whatever it is that their stories are. Um, because, you know, we all have, uh, we all have adversity. We all have things that we wish would have worked a little bit better for us. And, um, we feel stuck by those things. And so again, my story of feeling not enough is an adversity. It is, it was me feeling that, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't whatever in order to be the thing that I wanted to be. And I was creating a story that said I was stuck. And so after years and years and years of wanting so badly to be something that, but not being able to bridge that gap to like cross that story out, to rewrite a different version of who I, who I really was, I felt stuck. And so then that became really the, the 
premise of the type of coaching that I do now, which is it's this idea of what are your limiting beliefs? What are the, the the stories that you're telling yourself about, you know, what happened to you or, or, you know, who you are or whatever it is in your version and how can we utilize that story as a launching pad? How can we turn that into, you know, the goal setting, the, the, all of the things that you are wanting to have? Because one thing about coaching that's really missing is there, there is a lot of, you know, let's follow all the smart goals and all of the tools to get where you want to be. But there needs to be a core shift in identity um, that will that will allow you to move on to those different goals. And so so that really became the the way that I coach. Mm, mm, okay. So let me ask you this. In the journey with cancer, I don't know if I use the word with or what, um, how did that change your identity and how did that propel you forward? Because it obviously propelled you forward. Here you are. But like, yeah. I would think it would propel you downwards first. So what did that look like? Fair. Absolutely. And I mean, you, you know, it certainly did at first, um, as all of our adversities do. They, they, you, there, is a, there is a refractory period or a gestational period, right? Where, mm-hmm. where things need to grow. And um, yes, it certainly did pull me down at first. It was terrifying. It was scary. Uh, you know, I was diagnosed first with breast cancer. Um, and then while going through breast cancer, I was diagnosed with lung cancer. And so mm-hmm. all of those things combined became this recipe of fear where, you know, I really faced the Grim Reaper in a lot of ways because what it seemed like at the time before I realized there were two separate diagnoses is that that was what was happening. The fear was, is that it was a stage four diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those of you listening, stage four diagnosis 20 years ago was a death sentence. Now it's changing. And, and I'm really, really glad of that and grateful for that. There are people out there living with stage four that are, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, they're still fine, you know, and that's, that's the history we have is 10, 15 years. So we don't know how long, you know, these stage four uh, people will be with us, but you know, things are going well. And so at the time when I thought I was facing a stage four diagnosis, all I really had was movies and TV shows and what we know about stage four, which is Mm. you're going to die. So, you know, so I had this belief that I was going to die and I think something shakes you. And in, in, in that experience, something came to me that it was that I had to choose path. Mm. I had to choose from the bottom of the barrel where I was going to rely. Was I going to stay at the bottom of the barrel or was I going to draw myself out of that? Mm. And, you know, it was, it was truly a crossroads at that time. I remember a specific moment crying and screaming at God. I was so angry. And I remember hearing what not, not hearing a voice. Cause I, I would say my intuition relies in feeling, but I I remember feeling a voice saying to me, just kick off, 
kick off from the bottom because you're mm. at the bottom, mm. you know? And so this, there was this emotion of how can I, how can I utilize this to give me strength? And so I did, you know, I kicked off metaphorically and from there on in, I had to make choices every single day mm. um, to let this serve me. And those were not easy choices at all. There were days where, you know, we found out more bad news and then I was right back down to the bottom of the barrel. But again, I had to to ask myself every single day, how can I let this serve me and where can I draw my strength from? And so to answer your question in a long-winded answer, what I think really propelled me into this, into where I am today, into the type of coaching that I'm working on, um, is truly this, that, that when adversity hits, you have to make a choice. And I did, Mm. I made a choice and, uh, and that's why I'm here. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. And, you know, even in the realm of, um, counseling and or coaching, um, you see that all the time, right? You see, um, you see three things. You see people that don't that make the decision to go the other way, and they get bitter and resentful. You see people try to make the decision to let the let this make them better, and then you see people that choose to make to let this, let them be better. (laughs) Long-winded there too, but, and you see all of those options and, you know, it's interesting, right, Christine, because you can look at all those options and you can say, yeah, like all of them are legit options when you're dealing with tragedy, right? Yeah. Um, And you, and it's like, it's, it's easy to have compassion for that, for all of the decisions. It's easy to see why and how people make the decisions they make, but there is still one decision that is going to serve you the best and serve others the best. That's right. 100%. And I, I love how you say serve because there is no right or wrong decision in these experiences. You know, when mm-hmm. something really awful happens to you, it's it's understandable like you said that that there's there's a falling falling away or a falling down of your energy your vitality your happiness and and it it's just this question after a period of time because there's always a refractory Mm. period but there's it's this question that you have to ask yourself is do i want to be served by my choices or not there's no right or wrong there's just do i want to be served and time and time again with other survivors that I've met because I do work with cancer survivors as well is uh, is that there is this, there is the, uh, so much truth in that, that in these choices that we're making, especially when you have support, you know, from a counselor or a coach um, that when, that when you make these choices to have it serve you, it does every time. And when you choose to let yourself stay in bitterment and resentment, it doesn't serve you every time. Mm-hmm. And, and that can go right down to like a chemical level, right? Mm-hmm. Like the serotonin, dopamine, like those, those things too, right. That, 
we want to be using everything that we can um, from our physical to our mental to our, uh, our spiritual so that we are served in the best way and that we can serve. Like it's, it's interesting, you know, it comes back to this serving place. And of course it's easy for listeners to hear or to, to get that um, we're built on, on serving, right. Because of the, the profession that professions that we're in Um, and not everyone is built that way, but for those of us that are, it's just everything else falls short of helping people and also bettering yourself. But I just, I find even anytime that I find something that allows me to better myself, I just like, I can't keep it in. I can't keep it in. And I, and I have to share it. It's like, I need an outlet. Do you ever have that experience where it's like, yeah, you just have to share it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think that so many human beings are suffering and we're, and, and everyone is quiet about it. They, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, there's, there's troubles at home or there's whatever it is, you know, and including, including, you know, mental health providers and, you know, all these things. And we, and we're quiet about it for the reason of shame. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening is that everyone starts to feel like, oh, well, I'm the only one with problems because no one else is talking about it. So I, I completely agree that when I'm learning something, I'm so called to share it. Um, because one, I, I don't like feeling alone. I felt so alone when I was first diagnosed. No one talks mm-hmm. about how hard it is. And so, yes, that that talking about how hard it is, I'm hugely pulled to that. This feeling of inclusivity and allowing other people to see that themselves in you, I think is a huge, huge, huge thing for growth. It was just feeling seen. And then after that, whatever it is that I'm learning, I I can't wait to share it because yes, it, it you're, it's this, this idea that like, I have something, you know, and it might be, it may not be your something. It may not work perfect freely for you, but it worked for me. And therefore mm-hmm. I want to share it, you know, because it, it made a huge difference in my life. And, and yes, I'm called to serve, always been called to serve. I think that's why we ended up where we did. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Ah, oh, that's so great. Um, so great. So yes, for listeners listening, if, you're listening to Christine right now and you're thinking like, yeah, this is my gal. Like I need to talk to her. Um, Yeah. You can book with her and you can book with her on our website, shiftintoit.net. Or you can text or call our main number and talk to Jocelyn. And that number is 306-992-5773. So that's 306-992-5773. Five seven seven three, and yeah, we're gonna do a lot of stuff together. We're going to be on here again doing podcasts, and and we're going to be getting some of these pieces that are valuable that we've learned that we know helps um, out there, as well as like you said, normalizing some of the lows and some of the challenges, and it's life, right? And we don't want to 
we don't want to be fake. We want to be real. And it's when we be real that we can get the support that we need. Um, we can uh, gain insights that we need to gain um, and we can make change. So awesome. Well, thank Absolutely. you so much again, Christine, for coming on here. And I look forward to our next conversation and um, yeah, to seeing who all connects with Christine. Thank you Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you.